It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. This gentleman, his name has came up quite a bit today, and I'm always glad to talk to him. My friend, Steve Lake. Steve, how are you today, buddy? Hey, I'm doing fine, Tyler. How are you? I'm all right, buddy. I'm glad to uh, have you on the show today. I know your name has come up quite a bit. Your ears have probably been burning a little bit today. Yeah, I've been (laughs) down with the COVID. I didn't get to go to any of Chubby's visitation or funeral. I'm just now getting back on my feet. My wife and I both... Had the COVID. Yeah, I know. I had it. I had it too. I think we might all got it from the same uh, same I, spot or something like I, that. I think so. I, I think don't we know, did. But, but it wasn't uh, no fun. No, it wasn't. It sure wasn't. But uh, I know, Steve. You have spent a lot of years, Chubby. Uh, you told me one time that Chubby was just just like your brother. Uh, you, oh yeah, you, Chubby. He's been around ever since I can remember. Just about. Yeah, you guys uh, spent so much uh, time together, and of course, uh, he always uh, talks so highly of you that uh, he, you were his his bestest friend. Yeah. And uh, I know you guys got to work quite a bit. It, it all kind of started in the early days at Chautauqua Park, didn't it? Yeah, it started at Chautauqua. At that time, Chubby still lived in Tacoma, Washington. Okay. And he would come back in the summertime to visit his mom and dad, mm-hmm. and we would get to play some together. And then in seventy, I think it was seventy-two, he moved back here permanently, mm-hmm. so he'd be closer to his mom and dad. And uh, he just played music all over the country, <laughs> and I'd have to <laughs> backing up different ones. We had the band and the bus, and they. Some of the bookers in Nashville I got to know from the Chautauqua days, mm-hmm. and they would call, and we would go out and back somebody up. Used to, the person would have two or three records out before they'd ever put a band together. Nowadays, they'd have a band and a bus and the whole bit's all, all taken care of before they ever before they ever hit the road. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, we used to work a lot of fairs for George Moffat, Zanesville, Ohio, Variety of Tracks. He's the biggest fair booker in the United States. We worked a lot of stuff for him. Wow. Backed a lot of people from Hee Haw and uh, Lawrence Welk Show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anybody that needed a backup band, that was us. You you were the guys to handle the job. Well, we did our best. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd say you guys, I'd say you guys did more than your best. Uh, all the great stories we've heard of all the great uh, success that uh, you and the Swingmasters shared. I know Connie was Connie Smith was on the air this morning talking about uh, fond memories when uh, you all used to travel together. Yeah, sure did. We would pick her up at the airport sometimes and drop her off at the airport. She'd fly back to Nashville, and we'd come on back to Franklin. Wow. Yeah, we. Pennsylvania was probably the number one state back then. We worked Pennsylvania. It seemed like every weekend. Wow. Yeah, she said that was that was uh, a popular uh, country music attraction at one time. It sure was. Wow. And they had a lot of parks over there, too, mm-hmm. family parks. And they'd operate on Sunday and, and uh, always have big crowds of people bring in food and have a good time. Oh, yeah. All that great country cooking out there along with that country music made for a pretty good day, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Now, you guys, uh, you and Chubby, you guys spent quite a bit of time in Nashville. 
uh, down at the DJ conventions, if I remember right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd always go down at the DJ convention. We were down there one year, my dad and Chubby, and we were, I think, up on about the eighth floor at the jam session, and Buddy Emmons and some of them. And all at once, we started smelling smoke. <laughs> and it kind of scared us, and we tried to get to the elevator, and you couldn't get on any elevator. So we got in the stairwell and finally got out of the building, got down there, and what happened... Tex Ritter come in, and he'd been smoking his pipe, and he might have had a drink or two, and he put <laughs> he put, he put put his pipe in his pocket, and his, hung it in the closet, and his closet caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> we all got out, and they ended up making him leave the hotel, him and his wife, they stole him out. <laughs> Poor old Tex. Poor old Tex. What a yeah. what a what a what a way to spend your evening in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it was something trying to get out of that building. We got out, but it's mostly smoke. It you know it damaged the room, of course, but it was mostly smoke damage. But it sure was scary. Oh, I bet. I bet. Now, when we were when we were talking at uh, at your house over Christmas, you were telling me some great stories about old uh, Chubby and. Uh, one that I still get a kick out of is uh, how he traveled with his. He didn't really use a suitcase, did he? Well, he uh, he used a, a paper sack, <laughs> and we called it his Samsonite. <laughs> I said, "Here comes Chubby with his Samsonite." He just get a paper sack and put his clothes in it, rolled it up. <laughs> that was that. That was a. Goose Rock Samsonite luggage. <laughs> Chubby was from Goose Rock, Kentucky, Man- Manchester, mm-hmm. Manchester, and uh, he moved up here when he was in high school, and he quit in his last year and went in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And then here, a couple of years ago, they gave him an honorary diploma. He had never got his diploma. Wow. And put him in the Hall of Fame out here at the high school, so. He was proud of that, too. Oh, yes, he sure was. He sure was. The Steel Guitar Hall of Fame and, uh, of course, the Franklin uh, Hall of Fame there. He was uh, right. He was so proud to uh, have both of those. And I know he was so proud to have worked with you all those many years on the road together uh, with you and, of course, your son, Stephen. Yeah, uh, Stephen. And the band. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of great uh, memories and, and a lot of days you guys got to spend on, on the road together, especially... Uh, sharing that special night in 1974 at the at the uh, Ryman Auditorium, the Ryman Auditorium, the yeah. last night of the Grand Ole Opry, the there. last night of the Ryman Auditorium, and that is March of '74. Wow! Yeah, that was a memorable time. Now, was it there at the Ryman, or was it at the new place that they had the president there, and uh, Stonewall Jackson needed to get Juanita something to eat? <laughs> and Juanita wanted a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> That was the next night. Friday night, they closed the Ryman, and Saturday opened the other one. Wow. And, and we also worked that. Now, Chubby didn't get to work that with us. He had another show booked, and we had to use a different steel player for the Saturday night. Oh, okay. But uh, we, my my group, we we worked the Friday night at the Ryman and the Saturday night at the New Opry House, and the president, Nixon, was there. And that's when Stonewall came out and wanted a piece of cake for Juanita. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, you told me another uh, interesting uh, fact about uh, Chubby and his family, that when they moved up here, his parents uh, worked quite a many years for the uh, Kroger Corporation. Yeah, they worked for Kroger's here in town. Matter of fact, it's the building where our jewelry store was. Wow. That was the Kroger store here in Franklin. His dad, John, and his mother, they called her Tiny. Her name was Clemmy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they worked there in that Kroger. As a matter of fact, Chubby might have worked there a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't work there long enough to get it on his resume. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. he was he was too busy out there playing the, playing in the honky-tonks. <laughs> He's too busy playing music. Any place there was any music, Chubby would be there. That's right. That's he, right. he just absolutely loved it, about like me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, quite a few... Quite a few years together, uh, yeah. and I've I've enjoyed all the stories uh, here on Saturdays with Chubby of uh, all the all the countless uh, tales he's told me about working on the road with you and and all uh, the different folks that y'all backed up for many years. Yeah, uh, it seems it seems like he knew. It seems like you guys knew just about everybody in town. Yeah, we got to know a lot of people. My dad loved country music, and we used to go to Nashville and get records go out to Star Day Records and buy, load up the back of the car, just the trunk and the back seat, and bring the, record, bring the records home. we go down there and get them and stay a couple of days. And wow. It sure was nice. I bet. Now, a story that comes to mind that I'd like you to share, uh, when you and Chubby were down at uh, Shoney's quite a bit down yeah. there in Nashville, old Boxcar Willie come walking in one day. Yeah, we... Uh, we got to, Chubby wasn't with us on this. We were backed up boxcar in Chicago on a fair, I think it was. And anyhow, me and Chubby went to Nashville and we pulled into Joni's. And first thing you know, here come boxcar. We hadn't been there five minutes. And he come in here and seen me and said, "What are you doing here?" I said, "Well, me and Chubby just come down. Chubby's looking for work." He said, "What does he do?" And I said, "Well, he plays his steel." He said, I'm looking for a steel player. And Chubby got a job within about five or ten minutes of us being in Nashville. We couldn't believe it. Wow. And he spent, uh, I think, a little over two years with Boxcar. Talk, so, talk about being in the right place at the right time. That was it, yeah. <laughs> and we also backed up Boxcar at Possum Holler down there. It was George Jones's club during the DJ convention. Yeah. And he was on... Uh, uh, the stage just uh, as a local talent and he left there and went and got on a plane he had to go to L.A. he was on the gong show you remember the gong show? Uh, it was a little bit before my time is that right? Yeah. well that's the first show where he got any national recognition Okay. and he won the gong show and after that everybody started hearing about Boxcar Willie wow yeah that's many years ago yes sir many 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 years ago many moons (laughs) well steve i really uh enjoy talking to you my friend really appreciate your time uh to honor our good buddy uh chubby howard today on this uh, final edition of his show it's it's hard to believe a show that's been on radio for almost 25 years yeah and uh this is this is the final episode of it but uh, so glad to uh, have your input and have your stories uh, across the airwaves today. And uh, you and Sandy 
Take care, and I know I'll be talking to you again soon, buddy. Okay, thank you for having me. Thank you. We've been keeping it real for over two decades with no signs of slowing down. Real Roots Radio.